Hello and welcome to the first in a series of Sandringham hosted podcasts looking at how effective marketing can help the modern IFA. My name is Craig Barclough, I am Chief Technology Officer at Sandringham and I'm joined by Mike Johnston, MD of Marketing Consultancy TOMD. With over 30 years of marketing experience in the financial services and legal sectors, Mike's here to give us his expert view. Hi Mike. Hi Craig. Thanks for joining us. Um, so Mike, uh, the idea of these podcasts came from a discussion we were having around providing guidance to our uh, partners on marketing. Um, I quite often get asked for help with, uh, in air quotes, marketing. Um, and I think that's probably where the, the problem lies really. Marketing covers a wide range of disciplines, I think it's fair to say, and it's important advisors understand what we mean when we talk about marketing. So really in these podcasts, I wanted to kind of break down and explore what marketing can mean to IFAs. So I guess it's, the first question to you, Mike, would be uh, where do we start when we start talking about marketing? Uh, I think, Craig, that you're right. Uh, it does cover a very, very wide area. There are lots and lots of different disciplines, and that indeed is one of the problems. Uh, you've got the Chartered Institute of Marketing definition, but then everyone's got their own uh, individual definition as well. I think when we get calls from people saying they want help with their marketing, we always try and take it back to basics because fundamentally marketing actually isn't that difficult, probably why I do it. Uh, it just takes a lot of common sense. Um, I think the f what we would normally do is let's break it down into what we call foundations and I know you know you use the, the, the phrase um, building blocks and I think that you know that makes sense because actually we are uh, with the foundations you're looking at the, the basic building blocks for your marketing. Uh, we would describe the foundations as including uh, a website for example which is fundamental that you know there's still some statistics showing that a number of uh, IFAs haven't got websites but I think they are you know they are fundamental even if you're not looking to generate business from your website if you get a referral they will normally check you out um, it's just a hygiene factor just to make sure you are a professional mm. business. I think that's a key thing nowadays isn't it I think people you will you will go and check somebody's website and see if they've got a website if they haven't Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Equally, if that website is littered with grammatical errors or with typos, or indeed someone's dabbled in social media, which I'm sure we'll come on to later, uh, but haven't updated that for two years, it looks pretty poor and does reflect on the business, even uh, if it's just uh, subconsciously. So the website is, is very important. It doesn't have to be very extensive, um, it, but it is important that it's there. And it's definitely something that uh, is, is a starting block and uh, something that everyone should have. Clearly, you need to have your logo and your stationery and your literature, uh, the sort of literature you would, you would hand out at most meetings. Um, so they are the, the foundations. We would also consider client communication within that. So uh, if you've got however many, 150, 200 clients, it's important to be uh, communicating with them on a regular basis. Clearly you're gonna be doing annual reviews and so on. You may give them a, a ring during the course of the year, but you should be communicating with them. Uh, if you're not, then your competitors will be. Other people will be sending them emails uh, with content about mortgages or about pensions or whatever, trying to get their business. So really, you should be communicating with them more uh, than your competitors are. And uh, it, it's important to have some kind of a schedule for that communication. 
to make sure that you've got a number of touch points during the year. Yes, as I say, you're gonna perhaps give them a ring a couple of times a year, you might be going to see them meeting up and so on, but what other things, how else are you getting in touch? Mm. A lot of people still, for example, you know, through us will do birthday cards, we'll do Christmas cards and so on. So a little bit old fashioned, maybe a bit traditional, but some people will still do that just as another way of keeping mm. in touch. And I know we've we've some we've some partners that do exactly that. I think it's the it's the personal touch that that makes the difference. It's a it's a good idea. Uh, absolutely, and then to be sending off uh, uh, newsletters or articles that you think uh, are, are relevant to them, just as a way, as I say, of uh, of kind of keeping in touch. So, and it's good to get that mapped out. And, and once that is part of part of your fabric and some uh, part of your everyday activity that then becomes relatively straightforward. Sure, sure. And that's obviously something that we're working with you guys centrally at Sandringham yep. to look at enhancing because we've identified that as, as something we need to improve improve on doing. So that's the, the, the foundation. So if we then kind of moved on just to talk about, you know, the, the promotional side of things, which I think is what a lot, of, a lot of the guys when they speak to me is that they're looking to do that. Um, but not quite knowing what or how, I think they mm -hmm. get bombarded with, you know, you need to be doing this marketing and I can do this marketing yep. for you and everything else. But what's the what's the key thing that we should be looking at when we're thinking about a marketing campaign? Okay. So I think, um, I mean, campaigns is a really good word and that's, that's what we would describe the activity which gets laid upon top of the uh, the foundation so the first thing is you shouldn't be doing campaigns without the foundations in place yeah because if you do you know just like a house it will kind of fall over so that's that's the first thing to say um, there are a couple of things that then come to mind one is uh, planning uh, and the second one is focus you've alluded to the problem and it's absolutely right of the fact that there are so many options now that it's very easy to get uh, excited and attracted by the latest great thing. Social media is a really good example. Um, social media, just picking up on that, will definitely, uh, you know, can definitely help some businesses. It definitely isn't the be all and end all though. It is just one tool. Sure. So therefore, I think um, one of the ways we would look at things is, is campaigns is to say, well, let, if you're looking at the beginning of the year to have a calendar and say, well, okay, you know, over the course of this next year, I'm going to have a rough kind of marketing plan in place. I know I've addressed my foundations, done a little bit of an audit. I know the website's up to date and it looks good and, and so on and so forth. That's great. So therefore, what I want to do on top of that? Well, um, it might be um, that I'm going to devote the first quarter of the year to, for example, ISAs. You know, there's still a lot of work done uh, on ISAs, obviously. And it might be that, that, that they are the first three months. And then in, in the second uh, quarter, I might be looking at pensions or whatever it might be there are no wrongs and rights it's you know you will know what's right for your business mm. um, and but at least having that plan in place doesn't mean that you, that you then ignore other topics but it just means that you know they're the things you're going to be looking at the question then is how do you promote um, those topics and it doesn't have to be product-based it might be that you're trying to attract a, a certain market. So it might be introducers, for example. So again, no rights or wrongs, but it's intuitively what you think is an area that can be the most profitable on. Um, one of the biggest uh, uh, areas that we find that IFAs have a problem with is that they'll do something for maybe a relatively short period of time, get distracted by day-to-day -day business, mm. think, oh, that hasn't quite worked, and then go on to something else. So it's important just to say, right, I am only going to focus on one thing. Mm. 
and make sure that you you know put a relevant budget aside doesn't necessarily have to be a lot of money you can do these things yourselves um, and then decide how you're going to promote that so um, again lots of ways you can do that uh, of very very simple ways to say right okay uh, it's ISAs I need to identify the people in my database that I need to be writing to uh, about ISAs I'm going to put a banner on my website I'm going to do some email signatures uh, and I'm going to write a couple of blogs or get someone uh, to write some blogs for me and with ISAs it might be maybe a bit of direct mail so you're starting to put some elements together that you can then say well that forms my campaign I might do some outbound calls to clients specifically about it uh, and just put together some elements that you think can be done relatively easily and straight in a straightforward way and put your campaign together around that doesn't have to be sophisticated yeah just focused I think I think for me the key point that comes out of all that is is making sure you you know what the goal is that you're not just yeah doing some marketing absolutely you need to know and you know i think a lot of businesses fall foul of this and you, you know your example there saying that they'll do some and then get distracted and everything else mm -hmm. the the key is to know and focus as you say on 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 the goal because if you're if you're not focusing on what that is and looking to apply a budget to that how as a business person you can you measure whether that's been successful or not absolutely you need to you know we're, we're in business we need to be able to show ROIs. If if we you know if you're just throwing money at mm -hmm. trying to do everything, you're not going to know what's working and what's not working. And that's not to say you the you know your goal may shift or mm -hmm. what you want to do may shift. But I think you know the key is to to understand your focus. You know whether that is raising your you know your online profile mm -hmm. using social media absolutely whether it's raising your local profile in the high street you know if your office is in the high street and using you know flyers mm -hmm. and banners and everything else whether it's generating leads you know i mean again that's a mm -hmm. wide subject that we could you know that we could talk on but you know for me and when we've obviously mm -hmm. you know spoken with you guys the key for me was saying you know key guidance was look you need to be focused you need to understand what it is you're trying mm -hmm. to achieve or work towards that have a plan towards that give it some time to work absolutely and then reassess and, and, and come back to it and i think potentially that's the pitfall that a lot of uh well a lot of companies not just in financial services that a lot of companies fall into that pitfall mm -hmm. of saying right we're going to do some marketing we're going to do a bit of this a bit of that a bit of the other and then don't Absolutely. don't don't put the time into it. Don't put the budget into it. Can't measure the outputs yeah. and the analytics of that. Don't really know what they're doing. You know, a few weeks down the line, they go, "Yeah, that worked." Um, and that is that is one of the biggest issues we have is that uh, a client will contact us and say, "Oh, you know, I did this, you know, marketing last year, you know, without our help necessarily." And we say, "Well, you know, how did it go?" And they say, "Well, I don't know. I didn't didn't measure it." Um, so therefore, and that is a real uh, a real issue because we don't know whether it was successful or not. So making sure that if you get an inquiry, you say to people, you know, where did you hear about us? On your website, make sure that when people are filling in the form, you just add an extra box which says, you know, again, where did you hear about us? Uh, that then informs future campaigns. I think it's also important picking up on a point you said there uh, to remember that when you're doing these campaigns, especially when you're starting, you're gonna learn a lot. 
therefore the campaign you do today won't be as successful or as slick as the one you do in a year's time whether you're doing it or whether you're using an external agency because even an external agency's got to understand how you work you know, we work with you know, literally hundreds of IFA firms every year, but every one is different. The, the nuances of who they work with and how they work will vary, believe it or not. So therefore, when we're working with a new firm, it does take us a bit of time to understand you know, what's different about this firm to that firm, what is special about what they do. Mm. And therefore, uh, even when you're using an agency, they would an agency would expect that as they go on for the results to get better and better. Mm. I think the other important thing to bear in mind is that in very very crude terms the quicker the marketing the more expensive it is and that is the quicker it is for the IFA the longer it takes and the more time it takes quite often the cheaper it is and a very crude example of that is that you will probably get calls from let's say it's the local paper who say actually we've got some last minute space in our publication not that there's you know too many printed publications these days <laughs> got some last minute space actually it's going to cost you 350 pounds you know can you get an advert off to us by six o'clock and you think oh that's great 350 pounds it's normally 700 i need a bit of business i'll go for that uh between you and the paper you cobble together some uh, an advert which probably doesn't look great because it's been done you know in a bit of a rush you spent 350 pounds, which is you know relatively decent amount of money for a local publication, and lo and behold, nothing happens. Mm. Now that's partly because it obviously hasn't been planned. It may not be your audience, and I know we'll talk about audiences in a minute. Um, but the other thing is that it, it was probably the wrong thing to do, but it was attractive because actually you didn't have to do too much work apart from write out the check. Whereas networking, which obviously fills everyone with horror, me, me included. <laughs> me included. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you know, that's probably two, three hours of your day, but costs you nothing. Now, if you go to a networking event, okay, costs you a couple of hours, you'll probably see a few people you know, especially if, you're, if your audience is a local audience, well, actually going to a networking event might, might be good. Mm. Probably costs you very little, a couple of hours of time, but it's a bit painful but probably will get better results than that one-off advert which mm. cost you £350. Yeah, and then, you know, we can we can point to a number of partners um, at Sandringham who really, you know, are really successful mm -hmm. through, you know, through networking and have built a really good network and, you know, client mm -hmm. base, client base through that. So I just want to prompt a question as we were talking, and mm. this is not a loaded question, Mike. Mm. Can the advisor... Oh, can anybody do the marketing themselves or should they be thinking about outsourcing this? Okay. And I'm not talking, and the, the MD of an outsourcing yeah. company <laughs> head on, yeah. <laughs> I can yeah. there's one yeah. question, yeah. but should they, in all seriousness, is it is it something, uh, and again, I guess this may come back to what they're wanting to do and what the, you know, what that looks like in terms of workload and budget yeah. and, and everything else. Is it a case with marketing that it's, it's bringing the experts in to, to do it or is it a case of if you you know do if you do a little bit it's fine or is it better not to do a little bit at all or you know what's the if the, you know for the guys listening to this who are thinking yeah I want to I want to engage but I'm not you know quite sure is it is it best to you know seek some uh, outside opinion and then have them you know assess what you're wanting to do give you the options um, kind of very much like you did with us mm -hmm. and say this is what we can do this is what you could do yourselves and that would bring this yeah. um, you know is it 
is it the best is it a collaborative approach that's the best what 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 would you you know what would you suggest in that in that sense i think it's different for every firm so taking us as an example we would work in a multitude of different ways with different clients so some clients come to us and say look you know we have not got the time certainly if they're a large firm they say look we haven't got the time we're focused on on uh you know working with clients etc etc and we haven't got the skills in-house we've maybe dabbled with it uh we know we need to do it properly and actually we've got a decent budget can you look after the whole thing and clearly we you know we'd be delighted to do that what is more common is for smaller firms who have a budget but don't have a large budget uh, if they're clear about what they want to do, generally a mix of, and I, in my mind there are three different types of, uh, of kind of act, uh, or marketing that they can consider. One is they do some things themselves, as you've alluded to. I'll come back to that in a minute. The second thing is that they say, okay, I'm going to give some bespoke work, which is specifically about my firm. Um, uh, to, to the agency to do and actually within financial services and a number of other sectors there's a middle ground and, and it's one that we we work in as well and that is there's a lot of ready to use content using content as an example and websites come to that which actually give you really good value but that you can overlay a bespoke uh, element too so that means that you're getting uh, with a ready to use you're getting a really good price okay other people might be using that content probably doesn't matter um, but then you can say, but I do want my brochure to be bespoke, for example. So you might spend more on that. So you then do mix and match. Coming back to the do-it-yourself, I think if you identify those things that you're very comfortable with. So, for example, some firms are very comfortable doing their own social media but and actually managing that, but maybe need a little bit of help with the content. So mm. we would perhaps help them with the content. They'll actually post it and they'll identify things to mm. retweet and so on. Equally, um, there's not much point in getting a marketing agency such, of our, such as us to do your admin for you, to do your marketing admin. Mm. There are some, you know, some fundamental things which need doing, which actually you know, anyone who's got a bit of time in the business can do. If you haven't got that time, then clearly you can outsource mm. that. But So I think in answer to your question, there's no right or wrong. It's different for every business. Some people do really good marketing themselves, but don't realize they're doing really good marketing. They might be great networkers, etc. Producing a newsletter, for example, is that a good use of you know someone who's also an advisor who might be charging you know whatever 150 pounds an hour or whatever mm -hmm. to be saying I'm going to be sitting here writing a um, a newsletter because and there are, and I pick up on that for for two reasons really. One is someone who doesn't write regularly. Uh, normally finds it difficult to do. It's just a blank page, blank yep. screen. Yep. That's quite difficult. Uh, the second thing is that we find that advisors who write articles tend to write things they're interested in rather than the things that their clients want to hear. Yeah. So it, it's good to get that balance and also to get, uh, to get articles written in consumer speak rather than technical speak. And it will probably take, you know, a copywriter, maybe one of our team, for example, you know, a quarter of the time or half the time. Clearly, you might want to change it and just tweak it. And obviously, you've got compliance to think about. Mm -hmm. But that's, and then also, we would give you advice on how you repurpose that article. So once you've written an article, don't just think that's it. You know, you can say, well, I'm going to use this. I'm going to do a shortened version. I'm going to post that on social media. I'm going to use a shortened version in email or whatever. Um, and also you can think about you know providing information to the local press it could form a part of a, a, an advertorial or whatever as well so you can use yeah, content really in lots of different ways yeah that's a really good point um, 
I know we're going to talk about some other aspects of marketing in some mm-hmm. of the other podcasts. Uh, you know, specifically, obviously, we need to touch on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll do that in in probably the next podcast. Mm-hmm. But just before we, we wrap up, um, are there any other kind of points that we you know we, we need to be thinking about? I think we've touched on knowing your audience. I think that's you know for me that's probably a, a, a key thing. Yeah. I think actually pick out, and that's interesting, and using us as a, as a case in point actually, as you said at the very beginning, we focus solely on financial services, uh, legal, a little bit of accountancy, but they are our only markets. Mm. So we occasionally get people who clearly haven't read our website who phone up and say, you know, I'm, I'm actually a, a firm that sells grass seed, can you help us because we need to outsource our marketing. Well, actually we say no. Uh, in the early days we would have said yes, but we're very, very focused now and we say no, partly thankfully because we're, we're very busy, but actually it's more driven purely by commercials. We know that if we do that work for that grass seed growing company, we, uh, we don't understand it. So we will have to invest quite a lot of time getting to understand how that whole works, how the industry works, how they sell it, what the margins are, et cetera, et cetera, before we can give them any decent advice. Now, is that going to be worth our time? Probably not, um, unless there's a big market for grass seed grows, which I, you know there may well be, but it's not of interest to us. And we've spent you know twenty years as a business uh, just working with those um, with those sectors. So therefore, we do understand them. We've got people who work for us who are you know ex advisors, charter wealth managers, etc. So we understand the industry, and therefore the advice we give comes much more naturally. Mm. Equally, I think for IFA firms, it's important to uh, to focus. And I, I touched on networking earlier. Um, thankfully, I don't have to do any networking uh, locally because. It's of no use to us. Our clients are national because we focus on a sector rather than geography. Mm. Most uh, IFA firms will clearly be primarily driven by their surrounding area. Probably should pick up on that more, maybe in terms of um, the you know their websites and so on. Uh, working locally is quite an important thing. So maybe having images of, of your local area on your website is good because it shows you're a local person. And it's important for IFAs to clearly be working in the local area. But equally, you could be, uh, if you're defining your, your target market, it doesn't mean it has to be everyone within that, um, within uh, 10 miles of your office, for example. It might be certain groups of people that are 10 miles uh, within your office. You may say, I'm prepared to travel 15 miles, 20 miles or whatever. Um, but obviously, the more you're doing that, the more you're asking clients to come into your office from 20, 30 miles away, the more difficult it becomes. Uh, we've had a lot of examples, just going back to advertising, uh, where people have phoned us up and said, I've got this great deal, not in a local paper, but I've got a great deal in the Independent, and, uh, or sorry, The Guardian or whatever. And uh, I want to place a, a, an advert in there, it's very, very cheap. And we said, well, that's great. You know, you're based in Bognor Regis. You know, what's going to happen when you get a lead from Aberdeen? Uh, and again, if your market is very, very, your target market is very clearly defined, when that call comes in, do you want to advertise in the Guardian or Telegraph or whatever? Then clearly the answer is no, because you're, if your target market is people within 15 miles of Bognor Regis who are over 50 who earn, you know, more than 100,000 a year, then okay, they might read the Telegraph, but you know they're not uh, they're they're living in the wrong place. <laughs> so you know having that just simple idea of who am I going to work with is very important. Yeah. No, and I think you know that that to me is the kind of the, the you know the final key point from what we've covered. I mean, just going back as we're just coming up to the end. You know, we've we've talked about uh, you know understanding 
your goal, what's your, what's your focus, what are you trying to achieve, uh, understanding a budget, you know, there's no two ways about it, you're going to have to spend time or money, uh, more, more likely both, um, you know, to do this, and you need to be looking at whether that is, you know, whether that is you, you as, the, as, the, as the advisor doing it, whether that's you and the advisor working mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, a marketing agency such as yourself, or whether it's just outsourcing it altogether, there's going to need to be some budget. And by being focused, you can then see whether there's a return on that, looking at the analytics and everything else we've talked about. Um, and like you said, that just then, you know, knowing your audience, again, I think that is that comes back to mm -hmm. knowing what you're trying to achieve. Absolutely. Um, if you don't know what you're trying to achieve and you don't know your audience, you might as well just open the window and throw your £10 out the window and, you know, into the wind. So I think that's been really good. Thank you, Mike. We've run out, we've run out of time. Um, I think in the next podcast, we'll probably cover off social media, I think, um, or maybe even talking about how we generate leads and, and kind of new clients and acquisitions and things and things such as that that we can that we can have a look at. But for now, thanks so much, Mike. Thank you.